Jessica Jolia, completely well known for her versatility and multi octave vocal range, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line right now. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? It's incredible, and you're very welcome to the show Inspired Lives all the way over here in Ireland. Tell everybody where you are. I am in Sacramento, California. Super cool, super cool. And is this your first time on Irish radio? It is my first time on Irish radio. Fabulous. We're delighted to be on your debut here. Um, so I suppose for everybody listening in, like beautiful vocals. Oh my God, I had the chills the whole way through. But I suppose for you growing up, like when did your passion for music kind of first evolve? And like, just bring us right back to the beginning of your journey. You know, I think uh, in part, I didn't really have a choice <laughs> with music. Um, <laughs> My my dad um, put headphones on my mom's stomach when she was carrying me, and he exposed me to, like, tons and tons of different styles and genres of music. Um, so I think I was listening to a lot before I even realized, you know, what music and sound and all of those things were. Um, and then I just really grew up in a musical home. Um, n- neither of my parents really sing, but they have such a huge appreciation and admiration for music and Um, My grandmother and her siblings um, were in a gospel singing group. So music is a big part of my family. Um, My grandparents on my mother's side, they uh, played various instruments. And then I think that just really stuck with me. And I I played um, my first instrument was the saxophone when I was in grade school. And then I went on to, yeah, I went on to piano and um, various percussion instruments. Um, and then, of course, singing. I, I sang around the house. I probably annoyed everyone because I used to put, you know, concerts on in my mind in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. I but love I just, it. I really loved music for a really long time. Well, this is it. And I find as well, because I was checking out some of your performances online, like you completely en- encompass the song when you're singing. Like you can see the music really takes over for you. And it's it's fantastic. And it comes through with your charisma. Like you've gone on to do some incredible performances on The Ellen Show, The Late Late Show with James Corden, like so many highlights, I suppose. But for people listening in, like, is there any kind of special ones that really come to your mind as being like some of your standout performances for you? Um... I think because I spent, I've I've toured with a lot of amazing artists and I've spent a lot of time touring with a specific artist um, and his name is Eric Benet. uh, If you are a lover of (laughs) R&B. Absolutely. (laughs) You know him very well. Um, He's amazing, uh, very kind, very humble, very talented person. And I, I toured with him for many years. And I really especially enjoyed performing Spend My Life With You. Um, It's the fantastic duet that he did with uh, another amazing singer, Tamia. Um, And it's funny because I remember when I was probably too young to even be listening to the song, I loved it then. And fast forward, as an adult, I was able to perform the song with him. So um, just because he's such a talent, but also such um, a really great person and he treats you like family, I think that was probably... Um, one of my favorite experiences and, and probably will always be one of my favorite experiences because it was like a full circle thing for me, listening to the music growing up and then getting to perform it. I think so. And something like that manifests, I think that can have a profound effect on us because our idols and our people that we look up to, especially musically and in influentially in our lives, like when you get to perform with someone like that, it must be some like, what's yeah, what's going through your mind when you're performing like that? Like, well, you know, I, I actually told him the very first rehearsal that we had, yeah. and it's interesting because I was working with um, an artist 
that he performed with in L.A. Um, I think at the time she may have been signed to his label, but her name is Guapale, and she's really, really talented, too. Um, Singer-songwriter from Oakland, California, so not far from Sacramento. Um, but I was performing with her, and they had a duet, so he came into rehearsal, and that was the first time that we met, and then maybe within a month he asked me to start performing with him. So I remember going to my very first rehearsal with him, and we had only gotten through maybe like one or two songs and then he kind of stopped everybody and he looked at me and he kind of had a smirk on his face and he said you really know my music huh like you know my vibrato like you know everything and i said i've listened to you for so long <laughs> that you know i can't help it like i you know i wasn't at the time when yeah. his songs were coming out i wasn't studying them to perform them i just loved them so much because i thought he was so talented so then moving forward, you know, when I had the opportunity, it was like, well, I'm going to practice, obviously, because we're performing. But it was almost like muscle memory because I had already been singing the songs at home for so long. <laughs> I love that. You see, the thing is, energy doesn't lie. And I think the fact like the the absolute um, charisma as well um, of his of his performing, like and again, to be able to grow up watching that and suddenly you're standing beside, you know, you're in that energy, you're in that zone and you're in that space and I think it's incredible like you're super inspiring and that's why I thought it'd be just you're a perfect match for this show because that's what it's all about it's about those people who step outside of their comfort zone they follow their intuition and they do what what they've come here to do and I think yeah your music is a testament to that especially when it comes to your songwriting as well because I really wanted to ask you about this I know for every um, singer-songwriter it's different the process but for you like is does a melody come first Is is it triggered by an experience or when you began songwriting tell us a little bit about that um you know i think when i was really young probably no older than 11 or 12 yeah um there there were lots of different poets that i admired and so i would read poetry and then i would like kind of play around and just imagine like poems that a kid would write so (laughs) you know probably about school or about family and friends um, but I, I, I remember starting there and I remember that my, my grandmother bought me like this little cute little like notebook and just encouraged me like to just get my ideas out. And I didn't even really share. It was just kind of like, well, I like poetry. So let me, you know, see if, if this is something that I'm good at too. And at that point I was already like a few years into playing the saxophone and the piano. So music was a part of it, but I don't think at that time I really put together that I would be a songwriter. Yes. Um, when I moved from Sacramento to Los Angeles, um, I moved because I felt that there were more opportunities there for me musically. Sacramento is a beautiful place filled with beautiful people um, and very talented people, but I feel like even today there are far fewer opportunities in music and entertainment here than there are in Southern California. Wow. So I relocated, and um, some of the first opportunities that I had Um, in addition to performance for songwriting and I really had to think like okay is this something that I want to do is this something that I I might be good at because I really hadn't invested much time into the writing side it was more performance for me yeah Um, but then when I did begin to write I think my approach is probably very non-traditional non-conventional I I always, especially when collaborating with other musicians and producers, I I really find that it's the easiest for me to write to music that just naturally, that I connect with or that I Mm. gravitate towards. I don't really go into the studio with, you know, a mapped out plan. Today I'm going to talk about this and tomorrow (laughs) we're going to talk about, you know, it's more like, you know, let me listen to music and see 
you know, what kind of sticks out? And then what emotions does the music make me feel? And a lot of times, um, you know, I may start with a chorus, um, I may start with a verse, but it's really initially based on how the music makes me feel. And then I kind of enjoy working with the music to tell a story that kind of feels like we're meshing and everything is one piece versus, you know, me listening to music and then already having this preconceived idea and trying to make everything fit. It's like the music and I, we work together to create the story that, that works the best. I think so. And just even to talk about your voice, like your vocal range is insane. And I think, yeah, like, it's just like, like it's insane. Um, and I, I've been listening to different songs as well that you've been performing and things like that. And again, your technique, like you've beautiful technique and how you mix through the genre, uh, through the registers is fantastic. And I feel like, though, as well, when you're singing, and I often find sometimes from some singers, even though they have amazing technique, they, because they're so technically, like, um, rigid, they, they miss that passion. But you put the passion and the feeling into your music when you're writing. And you can feel that when you're, when you're listening so to the vocals. Much. And I really felt that. And that's something I'm like, I'm super critical over that because I think sometimes we can over technicalize our uh, performances. But I have to say, like the feeling, you can really, really, um, you know, you feel the expression and in, in the music. And I wanted to ask you a little bit as well about your humanitarian side as well, because I did see that as well. That you, and I think, is that your kind of background as well, growing up as well as, you know, seeing choirs and things like that as well in your beliefs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my father is a minister, um, and so I definitely grew up in church in a very spiritual, religious environment. And I'm also the oldest sibling, so I think naturally I yeah. have an inclination to really, you know, care about the well-being of others, um, whether they're very close to me or far away. Um, and it's just really something that was instilled in me when I was really young by by probably all of my very significant family members um you know just treating people with kindness having empathy having compassion um you know reaching out and helping others um you know as you can and sometimes that's through service um sometimes that's through music sometimes that's monetarily it, it really depends on you know what the need is and what my abilities are to contribute at that time but it's a really big part of who i am and it's really why you know, I've leaned so heavily into music because um, although I feel there are, you know, many ways that I can help people, um, I feel like just in my experience, kind of outside looking in and reflecting back on different performances and different conversations and travels and all of these different experiences that I really feel like I've been able to positively impact so many people through music that I think it's important that I stick with that because it's, it's to me I feel like it's a very much God-given gift and you know I, I don't take that for granted I see you know people's expressions I see them smiling I've seen tears I've, I've had people come up to me after shows to say mm. you know you have no idea how difficult my year has been wow. but just the fact that you looked at me and you smiled and you pointed at me it made such a difference and that's really you know it's a beautiful thing it's a it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to help people in that way and um it's fulfilling because i love music as well so you know i'm i'm the same way if i'm not having the best day i like to listen to music um so to be able to help people just by using my voice you know i i think it's, it's a really special thing and and i appreciate the fact that i can do that I think so. Music is so healing for everybody. And I feel like that moral integrity that you have, that shines through as well in, in who you are as an artist. So I really love that. Again, though, I have to touch on it as well, because you're on tour at the moment. Yes, 
Yes, tell us about that because I know. <laughs> so tell everybody who you're on tour with, but also as well, like kind of, I suppose, paint the picture. What's it like, I suppose, behind the scenes? Because I know everyone kind of we all see the tour experience, but we never see the behind the scenes. So what's that like? Well, you know, it, that is very true. I think people come to a show and they just see, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the spectacular, and they don't realize the hard work that goes into it. But I, right now, I'm performing with Kylie Mon- Kylie Minogue. Um, in Las Vegas uh, at the Voltaire. Wow. So, um, <laughs> it's it's a really, really beautiful experience. Um, we are performing inside of a new venue. Um, we had about two months to prepare for the show. Kylie is the very first artist to debut at the venue. Um, so it's, it's really been a treat. Um, everyone is really, really pleasant to work with. Kylie herself is an amazing person. She has such, for a, for a small person, she has such a big personality. <laughs> um, and also just for someone as successful as her, so so popular, so well-known, so famous in so many places. Um, you know, oftentimes you're not sure what to expect when working with someone who's yeah. achieved and accomplished so much. But she's such a great person. She's so easy to work with. Um, and, and that makes everything, you know, that much better. We definitely had, you know, long days of rehearsal um, for music, for choreography, and then for, um, you know, just running the show a few days before everything actually opened up. So she works hard and she expects the people around her to work hard as well. She's such a great person. She's very kind. She has a great heart. She's always thinking of other people, um, you know, thinking of ways to make her show that much more fun for the audience. So. You know, I, I really can't say that I could have asked for anyone, you know, nicer to work with. She's she's really a treat. I think so. And I, I, I like I suppose being in that kind of I suppose that you know, that organized routine as well as being on tour. I think that's probably a testament as well for your own durability on stage. And I, I'd say that's bringing brilliant experience. And I know you've had some other incredible experiences as well. Um, there alongside Rita Ora, the Jonas Brothers, the Chainsmokers, Iggy Azalea. Um, and there's so much more amazing names there. I could go into Megan Trainer, um, like so many. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, you're really living the dream. And I think for many people listening in, like, if you could, I suppose, speak to yourself from 10 years ago, what would you have said and uh, and why? Like, what, like, it must be one of those pinch me moments right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at a very young age, I always knew that, you know, music was a big part of me and that it would stick with me. I don't think that I necessarily realized that I would have the opportunities that I've had. But I think um, if I could give my younger self any one you know, single piece of advice, it would really be just to fully lean into, you know, who you are as an artist and not be overly concerned um, with trends. (laughs) And especially now, you know, social media, which I think is a a phenomenal tool, you and I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have connected if not for social media. Um, But I, I think in my earlier years of writing, it was very focused on like what I thought people expected expected of me to write yeah. expected of me to sing yeah um and those songs were well received but I think now I'm in a space where I realize you know it's okay to do something that you just feel completely great about and and know and have the confidence that that will be just as well received as you know me really studying another artist and trying to you know, kind of do something that maybe like that, but also like putting my personality, my style into it and kind of fusing it. 
And I think that's just, you know, part of learning. And, you know, like I said earlier, moving from Sacramento to Los Angeles, which is, you know, it's a different place, a different space. Um, it's yeah. easier. It's, you know, and so there are different expectations. And, and so that was a part of my navigational process and figuring out, like, how do I make my mark? Um, how do I introduce myself to people? Because a lot of times people, you know, are, are easier to receive sounds and looks and aesthetics that they're already familiar with. Yeah. But I really have found, especially over the, the past few years, that me just doing me 100 percent really really works (laughs) i think so you're super authentic and i think that that's so important in a brand i really do and you can see your you know your soul shines through i suppose on this track ooh la la um which you better get into chatting about this one i suppose when you were creating this and writing it what was going through your mind in terms of what message were you trying to get across and just tell us a little bit of the experience as well on writing this track so, you know, what's really interesting is um, this is the first song that I released with uh, this particular producer, Jan Hunter Jr. He's an amazing talent. Um, he is from the Bay Area in California. So Sacramento, although a lot of people <laughs> not from Sacramento can consider it the Bay Area. It's not quite the Bay Area, but it's not far from the Bay Area. So we're, we're uh, kind of close in relation and proximity. Um, but I just he's someone that I connected with online. Um super talented i really appreciated his content and the music that he released and that was the the first uh instrumental that he sent me just to kind of sit with and work with and last year um i i really was not as focused on releasing music i wrote a lot of songs and i'm constantly writing and and uh, whether it's full compositions or, or you know, hooks or features, I'm, I'm always doing that. But last year in particular, I really wasn't focused on releasing music. And I kind of got to the middle of the summer and I was like, mm, I think I should at least release a song this year, at least yeah. one. Um, and just get kind of back into the swing of things. Because last year I, I began uh, an MBA program at Pepperdine. So I was really focusing on school, but I was beginning to miss you know really putting music out there and sharing it so yeah um that said I I really just connected with the music and I remember sitting in the studio um and just kind of thinking about the day and how the day made me feel and um it was kind of like it was an easygoing simple day it was a little cooler than a typical day for Sacramento because it gets really hot in the summertime. I'm going to have to put this place and on my bucket list now. <laughs> I've heard it so many mentions. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to Sacramento. I have to experience this place. Yeah. <laughs> the talent out yeah. there. <laughs> Enjoy it. But yeah, it was it was a little cooler than usual that day. And then I was also kind of thinking like, well, you know, when will I probably release this song? Even if I recorded it that day in the summer, like I was thinking like realistically, when will I put this out? And I was thinking it'll probably be in the fall. So let's make it like a fall song because it kind of felt that way musically, too. Um, Yeah. And then I just kind of came up with the chorus. And with this one, I kind of freestyled the whole thing. And then I just listened back and maybe changed a few things. And then I built all the backgrounds around it. And I just kind of sat with that. So I put everything in place to where I left space open for the verses and the bridge and just let the chorus run. And I just kind of sat and thought like, what what does it make me feel like? A lot of times people assume that songs are, you know, based on a true story. And sometimes they are, but a lot of times, especially when you write a lot of songs, you don't really put your personal life into everything. 
So it wasn't that I was going through the experience. It's just that the song made me think of the possibility of that experience. So I did the chorus first and then I got into the verses and then I think I did the, which is, I'm, I'm very much, like I said, not traditional. I don't kind of approach any song the same way. So I did the chorus and then I did the verses and then I went back to the bridge section, which at the time I had only done background vocals and then I kind of decided like, okay, I think I want to put like just bits and pieces of the verses here as like a cute little connector piece and not really build out a full bridge. And then I did the ad libs at the end. And, you know, like I said, every song is different, but that one, I just, I really took my time with it and I let the music speak to me and really connected with the music. I listened to it so many times just with the chorus that I had recorded to decide like what I wanted the subject matter to be about and really flesh out the song. But I really enjoyed it too, because it was one of those experiences that I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget because it was just a reminder to myself, like just sing the song as you hear it in your mind. Don't worry about hashtags and you know, what songs are trending right now? and What do people want to listen to? Just let people hear what you enjoy and let your music find the people that it's, you know, intended for. And I just really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm finding more and more every day that that is exactly what's happening with this song. Well, listen, thank you so much, Jessica. I absolutely love the song. I'm going to be streaming it for everybody listening in, right? And if they want to maybe catch you on tour or if you've any other of your own, we'll say, performances of the song coming up or how can people support you and tell us your social media handles as well yeah absolutely well i would definitely suggest checking out kylie minogue's show at the voltaire i will be there that show runs through may um so i i I think that would be a a double bonus you get to see kylie and me (laughs) um absolutely my, my socials are um they're all the same, so any any um, uh, uh, platform that you use is at Jessica Jolia, and my website is www.jessicajolia.com. Thank you so much for listening. It's been incredible to have you on the show. Take care. I hope you have a beautiful day, and again, Happy New Year as well. This is the first show back um, since the New Year, so like it's been a pleasure to have you on to open up the New Year for 2024. Thank you so much, and I wish you continued success. I'm going. I have a, a song stuck in my head now, so I'm going to be listening to it for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been incredible on the phone, and I hope you have a beautiful year ahead. It's incredible. Well done. You're, you're such an inspiration, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you as well. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.